Welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 48, and I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. And joining me today is Kevin Old of Dicom Grid. Kevin, thanks for uh, being on the show. Thanks for having me. So, Kevin, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself a little bit and uh, tell us a little bit about your background? Um, yeah, I'm a software engineer um, and uh, have been so for uh, about 16 years, uh, primarily self-taught in the Perl community um, and uh, in recent years have um, uh, graduated to using Ruby in, in lots of side projects and, and professionally, uh, as well as a, a latch onto uh, JavaScript and um, all of the uh, power that it has, the web applications of today. Very nice. And uh, now you've been... You are working remotely, and you've been doing that for uh, for a few years, right? That is correct. Um, yeah, I was uh, uh, introduced to the remote working. Um, I needed to uh, – I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina uh, at the time, and I uh, had a, uh, some family situations where I needed to move back to Tennessee, uh, where I currently live. And uh, I was in the middle uh, you know, of, of a uh, house that was listed, and, and I was trying to, um, to find a uh, – something in Tennessee and, and a remote opportunity came up. And I, I remember thinking to myself that, you know, I, I've been in the open source world. Um, I've, I've learned through that, um, managed uh, little, you know, websites and, and hosting things throughout the years. And so this this remote thing is the perfect fit for me. Um, and uh, I'm glad I took the, uh, the leap with that. Um, it's been five years now that I've been working remote. And uh, I... I love the freedom uh, that it gives me, uh, not only for um, the work-life balance, but the uh, the ability to walk away from a problem when I need to. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find that you know, having been uh, in consulting roles, in office roles, and so forth, that the best thing that needed to be done at that moment was, which was walk away, couldn't really be done in an office. Um, I'm not sure if that's your experience as well, but that's. Uh, I, I like to think of it as think time. Mm-hmm. Um, I need think time. Uh, there are a couple of days over the past few weeks that I've had to take, you know, half a day and think about something. What is the best way to do this? You know, especially in, in when you're laying down the groundwork for something that's going to live on for a few years. Absolutely. Think, you know, you need to take the time to think it out. Um, and I find that re- working remote has has the biggest thing that I've uh, that I've got from that is the ability to slow down. Um, you know, with the fast-paced world, we think of things, uh, or at least I do, as you know, it's happening so fast. Um, but in actuality, they they take a lot of time. We just don't see it. Uh, it's just a, you know, all of a sudden we turn on Twitter or, or something, you know, our, our news page, and we get the that this is out there and it's available. And we think we don't, you know, we don't see what's gone on into that. There could have been four years worth of development and you know, uh, conversations and napkin drawings and all that. So, right. So, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that, uh, sometimes I think I do maybe 75% of my work consists of pacing back and forth in my backyard, thinking through some <laughs> right. problem 
Right. And, uh, right. you know, and, and then 25% is actually at the keyboard. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's been much easier, uh, to do that. And I, since I started working remotely, uh, I mean, I, I remember working in an office and having to like sometimes more than once a day, having to just exit the building and wander around the parking lot. Right. Uh, and it wasn't a very nice parking lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was right. a lot of noise. Right. And, you know, and that, I mean, that was, that was where, you know, that my quality work got done and, uh, and it was not easy. Right. I, I completely agree. I've had this exact same experience, um, at previous employers. I had to just get out of the building. Uh, you know, I had to, you know, think time. And, and a lot of the times I've been, uh, I will say I've, I've had the, um, the blessing of being able to work for employers that didn't count the lines of code. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that uh, I, I've tried to be selective um, about the companies and the people that uh, I want to work with. I haven't always made the, the right choice, um, but uh, I find that you know if whoever I'm working for or with understands, it's not about the, the line count. It's about what goes into that line. You know, um, the, uh, you know the the classic example now that I'm going to point. Uh, future employers or, or colleagues to when, you know, talking about that concept is the, uh, there was a, a talk on, um, uh, about the Node.js. I can't remember which module, but it was, I, I, I want to say, well, I'm not even going to attempt to say, but there was a function that was, you know, a hundred lines or something. And he, he talked about how he boiled it down over time to, uh, you know, 10 lines, something like that, abstracted something out into a library. And if you look at, the line count today, it doesn't lend itself. But if you look at it, you know, uh, you know, six months, a year ago, it was, you know, so much bigger. And, and but there's a lot of think time that went into getting that mm-hmm. down to what it was, you know, not necessarily for a small line count, but for, uh, you know, efficiency, for, um, you know, readability, all that kind of stuff for reusability, all of that stuff. You can't put that on paper. Um, and that's the I think. I think for for a remote culture that we are a part of these days, we're still trying to teach the business world that it's not nine to five um, and you can't schedule innovation. Um, you know, right. The, um, you know, also the, the ability to, um, you know, work at your leisure. And it sounds, that sounds uh, odd, but, I think most of us that work remotely, um, it's a bit of a leisure, uh, you know, because I don't know about you personally, but I grew up programming as a hobby. Mm-hmm. It was a hobby right. that I turned that turned into a career, um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, so I get a certain you know joy out of being able to work on on problems and work when when it's best for me. Um, my typical uh, day is you know I get up and and uh, Check in with things, you know, try to think about what's next on my plate. And I, I try to, uh, you know, get a lot of things done in the morning. I, you know, try to break in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then, you know, the afternoon is a, you know, uh, it's kind of, you know, hit or miss. There's a lot of things that happen in the morning you react to in the afternoon. Um, right. And then I try to break, uh, reasonable, you know, keep a work life balance, reasonable time in the afternoon. And there are days that, you know, I think about something through supper or if I'm watching TV or, you know, out or something. And then I'll, I'll revisit in the evening 
for an hour or two. But mm-hmm. that that breakup, I think it's so valuable um, because you know I don't know about you, my and most programmers I've talked to solve a lot of things subconsciously. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, the, the business world right now in a nine to five office does not lend itself to giving you the ability to solve the problem in, in, in its, um, you know, I'm not sure what the word is, but you know, the, it's evolution, I guess, you know, some solution, you know, if I, if I had seen something yesterday, uh, you know, that, that helps me with a problem today, you know, it's easy to say, you know, for a business, uh, culture, you know, it's nine to five office to be able to put their finger on that. But, you know, if it's something I'm going to see tomorrow, well, now, wait a minute, you know, that you're burning up time, you know, but am I, you know, so, so. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. I mean, um, we almost have to force ourselves to take those breaks. You know, my, my work day these days is, um, is, is pretty heavily split up. And I think that works pretty well. I mean, uh, you know, for instance, I, take some time out between seven and nine, uh, seven and 10 PM to just have dinner and, and hang out with the family for a while. And then I have another, basically another shift. Um, you know, because I'm a night owl, um, right. I have another shift that, that ends at 2 AM. Um, right. that's just, you know, normal knockoff time for me. Um, and you know, but it's, it's, it breaks up the day and, and it gives me the ability to, to work at a time that I'm at my best. Right. And, um, and, an, and no, an eight hour day really doesn't, doesn't work for that because you feel compelled, you know, maybe not in all offices, some are more understanding, but you feel compelled to be, you know, doing something productive the entire eight hours. And that's, it's not always practical and it's not always going to result in the best work. Right, right. A lot of the times I, I completely agree. I think, you know, um, I, I've never worked in a startup that, you know, had the ping pong table and, and all the, the goofy stuff that, you know, uh, that, we think of, you know, or, or most businesses have had, but, you know, I, I like to think, uh, th- there were times at, at places where, I, you know, the walk around the block would have been a ping pong game, ping pong game to, you know, um, bounce back and talk out ideas while doing something, you know, that's just mind numbing, you know, to help, to help facilitate that, that discussion. Um, a lot of, you know, I think that everyone that gets in a conference room sometimes, you know, that's that can be these days a little intimidating uh, because you know it's, it's a formal conference room you know uh, I'll, I'll I'll spare the uh, the disgust with having too many meetings um, <laughs> in in an office but you know um, it, it, a lot of times you just need something informal and yeah. you know at the, in an office it's either stopping by someone's cube or which could lead to you know further distraction and so forth. Um, or, you know, or that in between, well, whatever it is, the water coolers, I think it's, just, it's just evolved itself into a ping pong table or, or, you know, any of the, the other things that the GitHub guys have come up with. Um, you know, they're, they seem to always be coming up with something new. So, uh, the, the beer, uh, was it the, uh, some kegerator or something like that? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I just yeah. talked to them. That was my last interview. Um, oh, my last- cool. Wide teams interview. It's not up yet, but uh, I guess it'll go up. It'll go up the week before yours. So awesome, awesome! I look forward to listening to it. So tell me a little bit about the the team that you're working on now. Uh, are they all are they all remote? Uh, yeah, we're all remote. Um, I uh, have worked with um, five of these people uh, in in a previous company, uh, so it's a, a familiar team. And 
um, working with several new folks. Um, and we, uh, the company is based out of Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and, uh, but we are dispersed, um, Boston, Nashville, um, Oregon, uh, Utah. So we've got, you know, uh, everyone is, uh, us, um, based. Uh, and, um, I think we all have a, our own roles and, and expertise that we can contribute. Um, we're building more of a lazy loading, uh, you know, front end, um, kind of system that talks to an API. So, uh, there's a lot of new things that we're covering. We're staying, we're, we're on the cutting edge of, uh, you know, everything's written in JavaScript on the front end. So we're on the cutting edge of all of the, the latest, uh, tools that are, are available to, uh, you know, render a complete client side application, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, you know, a load of fun. And, and the beauty is that, you know, with the back end is that it's all API. So, um, you know, they're, uh, they're, Lots of advantages to going with the API, uh, in, in my opinion, with a, you know, a, a front end that's completely, you know, client side, uh, and, and can take advantage and adapt as we need it to. So, uh, the team, um, also, uh, we have, um, so many guys in, you know, with, with, uh, certain expertise in databases and, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm new to the healthcare, uh, industry, which is what DICOM Grid is is based in. And, uh, so being able to draw on their experience, uh, in the industry, uh, has, has helped, uh, quite a bit, just be able to bridge the gap with, with data, um, you know, and where, what formats are we dealing with and so forth. So, because when y'all boil it down, everything is, is data, but I think mm-hmm. we, uh, we have, uh, a, a good communication set up. Uh, we use Trello, um, to, to help manage the team, uh, I think we don't have any formal, uh, and that's the thing also, I think with distributed teams that you need some form of, of consistent communication, but it can quickly get, uh, out of hand. Um, we gave the, uh, the stand up meeting, uh, you know, a weekly kind of stand up meeting, uh, a try, and it didn't seem to work that well. Hmm. Um, okay. because we're all, we, we have a, um, uh, just a huge asynchronous culture. We, I, I like to think of our culture is, you know, just like asynchronous JavaScript, it, the ability to, you know, throw it, throw something at a wall, and when it gets done, it comes back. You know, mm-hmm. um, that that helps, uh, in my opinion, that helps each one of us, you know, be able to, uh, you know, thrive in our certain time. Uh, you know, and of course, we can we can get on the phone, we can Skype, we take advantage of that. Uh, when we, you know, need to talk something out that's critical. But for the most part, we try to subscribe to a, a completely asynchronous culture. Um, and it gives, you know, it, the work-life balance. It literally is we're able to make our schedule. We're able to, you know, arrive at, at deadlines and, and all of that, you know, as we, um, as solutions come to us, so forth. So, so yeah, that, it's, it's a great team. Um, I think, uh, you know, we've, we we all have ideas from from our previous company and and uh i think we're taking lessons learned from that and applying it to this mhm you mentioned trello i don't think we've talked about that tool on this on this show before can you say a, l- a little bit about that yeah um trello is uh, it's built by the um the guys that built fogbugs um and uh it's it's kind of a cross between a ticketing system and uh, what what they call a Kanban system. Mm-hmm. Um, not, 
I, I don't have it up to spell it, but uh, and I'm not really sure uh, exactly what that is. I, I've been meaning to, to throw up Wikipedia and find out exactly what Kanban means, but it, it's basically a um, like a getting things done uh, flashcard kind of ticket management system. You, you can create boards, put little cards on those boards, and then you can put details and screenshots and attach team members to them. Um, so they've, they've really built a, in, in my opinion, the next uh, generation between you know, a discussion board and a, a ticketing system. Uh, there aren't really formal ticket numbers and, and IDs and so forth uh, like, like Fogbugs or, or any of the others. Um, it's, it's a kind of event driven. You get, you get notifications, uh, that can be, uh, if you're placed on a card, they call them cards, uh, on, that are on boards. If you're placed on a card or someone comments on something that you're watching or subscribing to, uh, you can, you know, adjust, get notifications, however. So it's, it's a very useful tool. I, it took me a little while to warm up to it, but I see the benefit of using it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So how do you, I mean, is that mainly how you coordinate, like, as far as planning who's working on what? Or uh, do you have, um, do, you, do you have get-togethers of some kind or planning meetings of some kind? Um, we currently, um, you know, we're, we're still formalizing a lot of that. It's, it's primarily um, customer-driven uh, requests, I think, and it was the previous organization and, and others I've been in. You know, a lot of development is driven based on what a customer needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is a lot of the times, I think that's what we subscribe to. We want to build something that customers want. So uh, if we cater to their needs um, and uh, you know sift through the request to make sure that you know we're solving a general problem and not just something so specific for a customer. Although those those specific uh, you know features can be beneficial as well. Um, but we we have several boards set up. Like we've got an ideas. Um, board set up and, and bugs, which are, are, you know, uh, the bugs is obviously critical. So we, you know, if it's something, it, it's mainly area. So it, if I've been a certain, in a certain area of code and developed that feature more than others, you know, um, I should be aware of that, that list and take a look at it. Um, and then we also, uh, uh on our release cycle, we try to build up a, a list of features. So it, a lot of that comes through, um, you know, kind of email communication. Do you think you can take this? You know, um, what are, what else are you working on? But, you know, we can look at that in, in Trello and kind of see what's on someone's plate. Um, it, it's, it's kind of a cross right now, just, you know, to be honest, that, that we're taking advantage of Trello, but we're also still using, you know, kind of email communications to, to really focus on what's needed right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, there, we try to group, um, you know, items that need to be, that, that would be nice to have maybe uh, a release or two down the road. Um, and so, uh, that, that's how we do it right now. We're still, like I said, we're still trying to feel out, you know, uh, what's the best way. We're trying new things. We're, we're, uh, you know, pretty adaptive to, to change right now. So, uh, which I, I think lends itself uh, greatly to you know, the culture. You know, we, if, I think it's very important in any uh, organization, but especially remote, if something isn't working, that we need to cut ties with it or, or, or adjust, you know. Right. How do you, how do you broach that when, when something isn't working out well? 
Uh, personally, um, I and as a team, yeah, and as a team, um, I we we have a discussion. Um, honestly, uh, there's one uh, discussion we're having now uh, with a JavaScript templating engine. Um, I've run into a specific problem with uh, how it handles true false values, um, specifically zero and one, um, and I am not sure uh, if moving to another templating engine is is going to solve that. But moving that templating system uh, does have a lot of advantages. Um, the uh, the the one we're using now is Mustache.js, mm-hmm. and the one that uh, uh, has more features built on top of it um, has actually slipped my mind uh, at this moment. Um, but uh, it processes Mustache templates just out of the box. Um, mm-hmm. So the um, you know I brought it up, said you know I think. This might, you know, here, here's what I'm seeing. Does anyone have a solution? You know, it's more of a discussion, um, and and then we kind of arrive at a, as a group. Um, obviously, if someone sees that uh, that you know this is the clear way to go, uh, and you know isn't able to build support, you know that can you know we, we need to try to address that. But for the most part, we you know just try to talk things out as a group. Right. Um, you know, I, I think the remote culture. One one thing that I have uh, that I really like about the remote culture is the the ability to, um, you know, to figure it out on your own uh, first before you take it to others. Um, uh, I was guilty uh, in the office culture of just, you know, we all, we were all in the same room, so I would just turn around and say, "Hey, wh- look over my shoulder. What do you think of this?" And and I arrived at that that place too soon um you know at the time i thought it was right but now looking back i needed to spend more time with it um to fully flush out the uh problem and the the possible solution or solutions um and and then take that to someone else um and so that uh you know using you know trying to resolve things like that um you know i with with this case with the templating engine, I put the question out to see if if there was a um, you know a, a willingness to upgrade from the team members if they saw the same thing I did, um, and, and I did not do any um, specific testing and prototyping if if the the item I was suggesting was going to fix it, but you know I, I was simply feeling it out. Handlebars is the um, is is what I. Uh, what I think will solve the the issue, I'm not sure, but also we get a lot of benefits with going from mustache to handlebars. Uh, it's got uh, pre-compilation for templates, so we, you know, we might have stumbled upon, um, you know, a solution to a problem down the road, um, you know, by right. making this move now. So, um, you know, but we've we've got a discussion going on about that, um, and I think. You know, having a team that is able to have the discussions without it turning into a political war and, and making the right choice for um, you know the product and and uh, you know and, and for um, right. So you've got there's a lot of inter- inst- institutional trust uh, required exactly. for that, isn't there? Yes, I think so. Um, you have to you know with a remote team, you have to know and trust each other on the team uh, a little bit more than you do in an office simply because you just don't see each other, um, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so I definitely think that the trust is there. And, and uh, you know, I think on a remote team, it's 
it's earn, it takes a little bit longer to earn the trust uh, as far as you know you're you're again not uh you're not day with that person day to day um you know or or with with the group day to day so can you identify any particular um events or or interactions that kind of help to build that that trust up um ah uh, this is the classic uh, team building exercise um we uh i think um I think the the navigation of uh you know tough situations um you know as someone comes on board uh you know they're going to be um you know miss uh misstatements miss you know um trying to think there there there's just going to be a lot of confusion in learning a new culture and I think getting through those uh is what gets that you know mm-hmm. um I, I you just you have to understand, you know, how uh, this person communicates and what they bring to the table. Um, they have to understand how you communicate and, and, you know, what you bring to the table. You have to qualify each other's backgrounds. And then, you know, uh, I think we all as programmers do it. Just, you know, we all have certain, um, you know, uh, preconceived notions about someone until we see code, until we, um, see how they solve this solution and that solution. Um, you know, and I think, I think just going through it is how you, is, is really how you, uh, you know, bring a remote team up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when there are conflict or even in, you know, conflict doesn't have to be anything bad, uh, you know, super, you know, um, just horrible. It, it could be a small discrepancy and just, just getting through that and, and being professional and, and how you, uh, you know, appear to the the other team members. Um, you know, uh, I think that's it. That's you know, that from my experience, that's that's the way. Uh, th- there is no magic um, team building activity that can do it. Um, I've been in organizations where that where there were um, issues with the the way things were run. You know, it was it was uh, a management issue. It was something that needed to be abandoned uh, overall and a team building activity doesn't fix it. Um, mm. So, you know, the, um, although those aren't bad, um, team building activities are, are, are awesome. If, you know, if everything else is, uh, you know, on the up and up, but simply, you know, subscribing to a, a team building activity or, or, a you know, offsite or something like that to, to bring a team together. Um, it, you know, teams have to come together, uh, you know, as they earn respect for each other in the program community, it's just seeing code. I think, you know, mm-hmm. seeing code, working with someone through a problem. How do you, you talked a little bit about bringing people on board. How do you, um, when, when you're all remote, how do you bring someone sort of into the flow of the group? Oh yeah. Um, mentorship. Uh, I am a huge fan of, of mentoring. Um, I was a direct, um, you know, um, beneficiary of mentoring. Uh, when I came on to the previous organization, you know, working from home, I had been in offices, you know, for, you know, however many years. Uh, and I was glued to my computer the first few days. Uh, well, not days, months, you know, right. um, I was like, what, okay, so, you know, what do I do? Right. You know, and, um, not, not that I don't, am not glued to it now, but you know, I didn't. Un- I was still glued to that office culture, um, and my mentor helped uh, not only, um, you know, with here's how to set up your environment, here's how, 
this and, and that. He he served as a resource to say, you know, that, that I could have, you know, sidebar conversations with off the record to say what's going on. You know, I don't understand this. They're, you know, to either explain a um, uh, a conflict or explain a, um, you know, uh, a certain way that we do things, you know, um, and that mentoring, I, I think it's any organization uh, that does not give a new hire, you know, a, a new engineer, a, a mentor, someone that they can just have, you know, that, that's instantly on their side that can help facilitate uh, maybe what that person doesn't know what to say, you know, because they're new to the organization, um, you know, and also can keep them from putting their foot in their mouth, you know, um, mm-hmm. especially with a remote team, you know, we all have uh, kind of an internal mailing list, you know, so you can broadcast a question to the group and we've all been guilty of asking that question that, you know, just makes you put your foot in your mouth. You know, mm-hmm. you can't see the forest for the trees and then everyone knows that you can't see the forest for the trees. Um, and so it, you know, I, I think that and I guess the danger there is that if you're if you're too nervous about sending that out there, then you're not going to ask at all, and then and then you're really up a creek. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's yeah it, it, it there are tons of things. You know, I learn something every day, um, and the day that I stop learning, then I think I, you know I'm 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 stalled and and I need to reboot somehow. Um, you know that that. Yes, absolutely. It facilitates the ability to ask questions, and that's you know. So, you know, just simply the the mentorship. Um, so, you, so when you bring someone on board, you have a clear idea like that that a certain person is going to be their mentor, kind of be kind of responsible um, for them. Right. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think it's um. Uh, yeah. I, I, we we simply just uh, in in previous organizations and, and in current, it's just you know someone's tapped on the shoulder and says, "Hey, will, will you mentor?" Uh, this person, you know, and mm-hmm. I think uh, in previous organizations, I've had two mentors at one time, I'm sorry, mentees at one time. Um, and, you know, just keeping the balance of, of you know, the mentor, mentee, you know, relationship. Um, obviously, if you load a mentor up with multiple people, then it can get a little challenging with having deliverables. Um, but, you know, because especially those first few weeks and months, they're going to need uh, just not necessarily constant handholding, but you know, it's it's like the seasons. Once you go through the seasons, then you know what to expect. You know what fall is going to be like. You right. know it's going to be cold in the winter. So in business and and so forth, you have to go through a season, and you know the, that's the way I like to think of it. And um, so if you have someone on your side that goes through that the seasons with you, that you can say, hey, what what am I supposed to expect here? You know, um, even if it's down from a, like a status, you know. Like some the, the the status updates and things like that coming on as a new hire, you can be can be intimidating. Um, and so uh, just having the ability to have a conversation before something like that uh, is where I you know uh, is where it really um, comes down. And then we also uh, get together. Uh, so I flew out to Phoenix um, when I came on board and sat with uh, with everybody in person uh, with the guys that were in the office out there. And uh, we're able to kind of speed, you know, speed up the progress. There's a lot of things you can do remotely. You can do just about anything remotely, but there's something about being in a room that facilitates conversation, you know, and uh, two or three days of that, you know, is really all that's necessary, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Because uh, after that, you know, 
after that. We all have our our environments, and and uh, I have my editors, I have my you know browser of choice, this and that. Uh, that I think once you get a lot of developers in a room, you know the uh, the contest of of which one's better. That conversation always will happen, but you know uh, preferences. You know I think uh, that that's also the thing I really like about working remotely is I can use whatever facilitates me, um, you know, uh, from as far as an office setup. Um, I have built a, 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 a standing desk, um, that, that helps me stand up. I don't have to worry about, um, you know, if I'm sitting at my desk too long. Uh, whereas I think it's becoming more, um, mainstream to allow your employees to have uh, a more comfortable environment versus the, you know, uh, the, the desk and the chair that, that you have to sit at, you know, um, I think right. the health benefits of being able to, to move around and, and so forth. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I think, you know, a few days, uh, to, to help bring up to speed and then the mentoring is, uh, is the, the way to bring someone up. Nice. What's the, uh, what's the one piece of advice that you would give to a distributed team, uh, for making it work? This is my biggest piece of advice to any any developer, remote teams especially. Um, if if you're stuck on a problem on Friday, revisit it Monday. Um, this has happened uh, a lot, and that, that's basically you know the the whole slow down uh, mentality, walk away from the problem, all that kind of stuff, all in, in one. Um, because you have the advantage to do that. Um, you know, in an office, it's it's so so interrupt driven. So take advantage of that ability um if you're, you know i uh it's been proven to myself over and over again that when i have something that i'm just hammering away at on friday and it's just not working it's usually a clear, you know it can happen other days but it's usually on a friday end of the week and and i'm hammering on something i can't get it the best thing for me to do is is not work on that put that down and work on something else and it's usually when it's the hardest when you say no 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 if i just give it two or three minutes um you know it, it unless it's something that's you know pressing for production or something like that, revisit it Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine times out of ten, actually ten times out of ten, I, I solve it within the first few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know that my biggest advice is, is you know, for remote teams is to take advantage of the that ability and and other abilities with work life balance that that you have, mm-hmm. uh, and and your employees will be uh, a lot more dedicated and uh, and happier. Kevin, where can where can people find more about you online? Uh, I um, am at kevinold.com where I blog occasionally uh, just about uh, tools and and things that are programming related, and I'm on Twitter at Kevin Old. All right. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And that is our show today. To subscribe to the show if you have not already, or to check out more interviews and articles about remote work, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store, where reviews are always very welcome. I am still speaking, seeking a sponsor or sponsors for the podcast to help me keep these interviews coming every week. If you or your company might be interested in sponsoring the show, please email me at contact at wideteams.com. The Wide Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquet. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. Wow, 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 wow,